BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, Friday afternoons. Rich Rebar, Lord Reeves from Sharp Football, uh, hopped on his show yesterday. You can find that in uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can uh, go check out our Twitter accounts. You can listen to that if you guys want more of Rich and I. And um, yeah, so, so we record this around lunchtime and my dogs didn't want to come in. They were, you know, they they actually love it when it's cold outside. And I think it's just because they didn't want me to have to talk about these shitty games. I think they were like, dude, you should get some sun. You should hang out here with us. Like, why the fuck do you want to talk about these awful slate of week 11 games? Do you guys have the sun where you are right now? It's actually, it's insane. Uh, it's, it is like one of the, sun, like no, not a cloud in the sky, nothing but sun, but it is like 23 degrees outside. It's uh. You, you always hate that. If it's going to be cold, yeah. I want it to. I want it to be gray. I want it to be fall. Like I don't want. I don't want uh, the sun shining and it not warming my skin. Nah, yeah, it's been it's super cold here, and we're at that point. We had like one week where it was like the last taste of like seventy degrees, and then just like it went from like seventy to thirty. Like there was no in between. Yeah, uh, I always joke we just don't have seasons anymore. Like we basically just have winter and summer. <laughs> I know it's it's so it's so obnoxious dude it's 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 uh it's like actually horrible the the lack of like we literally had like four days of fall in the midwest it was terrible yeah uh last year the like there was no spring like the like the leaves and stuff that uh, on the trees didn't even like come back and, and, and get green until like may <laughs> it felt like uh it was crazy but yeah what are you gonna do man uh, we'll take it but yeah these games and you saw i don't know if you saw the nfl like they're trying to really hawk this season as have you seen this like mo- move that they're on where they're trying to hawk the season as this being the closest nfl season ever that's how they've swerved into the skid this year yeah that means that it's terrible like that means that means like dude if the buffalo bills are going to be losing to the jets and vikings and back-to-back weeks like you know something has gone squirrely with the season but they've uh, gone from yeah like you know uh, the sco- scoring's way down like that it's been in like the like that it's been like in recent years and their their angle is to take well the games are close i don't i only want a close game if it's 35 32 i don't want to i don't want a 17 to 16 i don't no one has don't time watch, for that like, no one no one wants to leave a movie theater after two and a half hours and be like eh, i guess the ending was all right yeah, like, uh, like I, I guess, I guess, honestly, the easiest thing is like, who is who, like, what teams' fan bases are feeling like really awesome about the season that all their teams them, are having? All Thirty-two, always. I guess, I guess that's kind of the, I guess that is, I guess that is maybe the wrinkle is that um, people are people are jazzed that their teams are 
have, like have, winning and or, or have a chance to continue yes. to win. Have you encountered yeah. Jets Twitter this year? <laughs> it's really so it's really some incredible stuff actually out there on on Jets Twitter. Uh, if you're a, if you're a member of Jets Twitter, don't stay tuned for the rest of the show because I'm picking against your team. Uh, all right, what's your what's your number five? St- start us off with it with your number five. Uh, my number five is probably my least confident one. That's why it's number five. Uh, I would try, I struggled to find a fifth I felt pretty good about. I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, maybe you have a better one for me as we move on. So I'll, I'll be curious to listen to you. This, like you said, the slate's just not great. Uh, I haven't been like, like wanting to take a lot of these big, large uh, favorites this year. So um, I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, just one of these kind of things where you look at the quarterback play and it's just so night and day. The Bengals, I don't really know what they are though right now. I think we talked about this on my show yesterday too. Like, I don't know what the, they were awful against the Browns, the first game of Jamar Chase. And like, I don't know like what the gleam away from the Panthers game, right? Like, I don't, don't know what the hell. Like, It just, it just doesn't game. count. That game just yeah. doesn't count in my opinion. But I mean, Joe Burrow's performance compared to Kenny Pickett so far is so like, amazingly different i'm just going to go with the good quarterback here on a team that i just believe a little bit at least a little bit better uh i don't think burrow has five turnovers again and that's what the steelers needed uh earlier in the season in week one to kind of push this team to, to overtime and win uh kenny pickett now on throws 10 yards or further downfield so season. bad 20 of 53 that's 37.7 percent. he has zero touchdowns remember the longest touchdown the steelers have scored this year is eight yards out uh, and he has seven interceptions. Um, he's had like a ridiculously hard schedule, like for any quarterback, let alone a rookie quarterback. But uh, I mean, uh, Lou Lou Amaramo's got it, got got him in the bag. I think here. I think this is gonna be a game where the Bengals kind of win this game. I don't love the total, but uh, I'm just going with it at the five spot. Uh, okay, my number five. Similarly, a team that I have no confidence in. So, like, I like uh, d- does not sound like either of us are really confident in the Bengals, but we are anti the Steelers. Same spot for me for my number five. I got the Saints minus three against the Rams. The Rams were already the worst offense in yards per play in the NFL, and now they lost their only good player. So like what, you know, you're Sean McVay. How do you try and win this week? Well, you're probably going to just try and run the ball, be pretty conservative, maybe use Allen Robinson some more in the slot. Uh, I, I wrote Pat tweeted this a couple weeks ago that Allen Robinson is actually the only player in NFL history to have negative yards of separation. The The defenders are are actually inside of his body at, at, <laughs> uh, at the catch point. And so I, I the slot, I guess, could maybe help with that. But basically, the Saints just get a good Alvin Kamara game and like a C plus Andy Dalton game. Can the Rams get to 14 without Cooper cup? Like honest to God, I don't know if they can. So I, I, again, don't feel good about the saints. Don't feel good about the Andy Dalton experience. I, I guess they do have Jarvis Landry back. So they have a Landry. They're not having to use Marquez Callaway and all these, you know, total Jamokes they have at wide receiver. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's really just betting. Like, the Rams have they've been so bad on offense. I actually think this is a, the market showing way too much respect to only make this three. I, I really do. Yeah, I mean, I don't have this one on, but it reminds me of like last week's game we talked about that that Titans Broncos game, right? Like, yes, you know, it very much reminds me that. Don't watch this game; uh, it's going to be miserable, and you're probably on the right side of it, like last week with the Titans, right? Like, just similar setup. Like, just keep betting against the Rams, keep betting against the Broncos every week. It's 
this is like one of the things we can just count on every week. Just do it. Don't watch the games. They're off, this offense is just absolutely terrible. You look at Stafford this year uh, to Cooper Cup, 77% completion rate, 8.7 yards per pass attempt, six touchdowns. Uh, to throwing to anyone outside of Cooper Cup, 66% completion rate, six yards per pass attempt, two passing touchdowns. Uh, I just don't know who steps up, right? Like, like who on this offense can you believe in? They don't have any running game. They just put another two offensive linemen on injured reserve. Um, they're going to be rolling out Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson, and Ben Skoranek at wide receiver. Uh, and like, really, Tyler Higby is the most functional pass catcher they have, and it's Tyler Higby. So bad. So bad. Yeah. And like people are going to, people are going to trick themselves into playing, um, you know, Tyler Higby and, and DFS and stuff this week. It just really doesn't feel really doesn't feel very strong. So that that's my number five and I feel pretty good about it. All right. You ready for the Yes. Grosses? Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Uh, I got the Cardinals at four here. Uh, just again, another just point bet here. Uh, and then this, you know, Cliff, has been terrible for his whole, his whole career, basically. But the one person he rallies against is Kyle Shanahan. Uh, it's, against... it's, it's unbelievable. Like, you pointed this out to me. It really is unbelievable. Four, four one and one against the spread. As an underdog, the Cardinals against Kyle Shanahan under Cliff are 3 oh, and one against the spread. It's, it's eight and a half points. I'm just going to take them. Like, I, do I believe they win? No. But can they, can they get it within a touchdown? It looks like Kyler's trending towards he's going to play. We're recording this Friday morning. Yeah, but he did practice yesterday. He was running around. It looks like they might get Hollywood Brown back too. So if they have Hollywood, Rondale, and Hopkins, when Kyler all on the field, like plus eight and a half, like I'll just take my chances there. Plus the history of Cliff, you know, in this matchup, particularly being good. So just gonna hold this was my those points, man. This this was my three. I I uh, know because you, you'd warned me about this in the past, but Arizona at home, and you can well, get in Mexico City. Well, okay. Well, oh shit. I didn't realize that. I probably, I probably would, uh, probably would not have taken this, but what can you do? And you can get it. If you shop around a little bit, this is eight and a half at FanDuel and eight and a half and a couple other spots. I mean, I, I think eight is fine. Eight and a half obviously is a little bit better. I think, I mean, one Hollywood coming back is pretty big. Kyler coming back is pretty big. And I don't know. It's just like the, you, I mean, you know my deal. I'm like, I'm like the yeah, most, I am the most 49ers agnostic guy in the world. Because to me, uh, the 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 49ers have become, uh, and and I'm not the first person to make this point. A lot of other, a lot of other um, people have have made this point too. But Shanahan wants so much of his offense to come off of yak that he's actually limiting a little bit of what his best guys can do down the field, you know, Debo and Ayuk and Kittle can kick people's ass 20 yards down the field. And it kind of plays into the defense's hands with the cover too. They're compressing so much of their offense into a small part of the field. And obviously, you know, a lot of this doesn't matter again, um, against non-high level teams, but, and Arizona's defense has been pretty good. So I, I think eight and a half feels pretty good. So that was my, that was my three. Nice. feel so pretty good your, about it. What's your four? I, the Kansas city chiefs, uh, <laughs> you, again, I mean, you can get this at, I, I four and a half obviously is so the best you number. Some restraint at four for the Chiefs here. Well, well, the thing is, is that the Chiefs love to leave the back door open. Absolutely, I mean, they almost left the the back door open against the freaking Jaguars two weeks ago, like or uh, last weekend. Like they almost they almost put it into a spot where it's like 
We're going to kick your ass up and down for three quarters. This game is never going to be within shouting distance, but the back door was open. Um, I, I bet it. I should have won, I feel like, because uh, yeah. the Jaguars missed two field goals. And how, how about this? The, uh, this didn't get any run, I didn't see. But, like, so the Jaguars in that game opened the game up with an onside kick, and they get it. And then they their first two drives end with punts in Chiefs territory. What? That was That was crazy. <laughs> That what? was crazy. How do you yeah. how do you start the game off with an onside kick? Say like, hey, we need to be aggressive and steal possessions in this game, and then you punt twice across the fifty. Yeah, what? yeah, it it really was. It really was. It really was kind of insane. Um, yeah. Like, and I thought that was obvious. I mean, that's a brilliant move. Come into Arrowhead and surprise on kick. Like, I'm all for it. Uh, they they should have covered. Uh, and I know the the Chargers are. Uh, the Chargers are getting healthy, like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will be back this week. But I, I actually, uh, famous last words, I actually think this might be a game that the Chiefs end up are motivated from kickoff and don't have to take to, to you know, get punched in the mouth because this is a huge game for them getting some rest before the playoffs for all. And they're they're pretty banged up at wide receiver. If they win this game. They're like 99.8% mathematical already the AFC West champions in, in week mm-hmm. 11. Um, I, I think like a couple other things have to go their way the next week, but it, it pretty much wraps it up. So it, it's a, it's a, a pretty good spot for them. And I mean, has anything been more profitable than betting against this cursed chargers franchise? <laughs> they, they played good on Sunday night, as good as they could have hoped for, considering who they had on the field in that game against the 49ers. Uh, just offensively, I mean, I haven't seen, like, if for sure either of those guys are going to play. It looks like they had, like, they've done, like, individual work at practice, but I don't know if they're for sure going to play. Because Keenan Allen, like, uh, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams don't play. It's the same story, man. Like, they just don't have enough offensive firepower right now. Like, it, it, it's just sad to see. Uh, I tried to bring up the point last week that like Herbert's actually having a good year, which, you know, obviously isn't going to like hold a lot of water for people that just like casually watch the game. But the fact that he even is like in like the top 12 and like EPA for a drop back with the roster he's played with this year, at least is a signal to me that like, yeah, they still have something here with it, with this guy. Like he's good because I think we put a lot of quarterbacks in the charger situation. They'd be terrible. This team would be even way worse than what it is right now. Um, but yeah, you just look at the the pass since week five, five and a half yards for pass attempt, only Mac Jones lower, throwing to guys like Josh Palmer. It looks like Gerald Everett hurt his groin last week too. I don't know if he's going to even play too. So it's like, man, if they're missing another body, like it's just a mess for them to have to be able to score points because the Chiefs are doing the opposite. They're like, they're getting stuff out of all these ancillary guys. Like they just are like, well, we'll just pull Kadarius Tony like off the, off the trade wire. We'll grab him and we'll throw him into McCall Harvin's role and he'll be effective and you know what hell like even Justin Watson can do some things here for us like I've always been a Justin Watson believer so it's well, he's beautiful. a Rotoviz guy yeah beautiful to see him flourish I think we're going to see a lot of Noah Gray this week I think they'll probably bring Clyde in from the cold a little bit as well I think he'll probably be working in the passing I mean honestly watching Andy coach with one of his hands tied behind his back is like I'm kind of interested to see what happens like no, no Hardman, who's been their gadget guy. No Smith Schuster, who's been their most consistent wide receiver. And I mean, come on, dude, Tony, Tony for a third round pick, bro. Hamstring gets healed. Yeah, looking good. Yeah, scores his I, first career touchdown. Well, I'm choosing to believe that him limping into the end zone wasn't him keeping his balance. I'm choosing to believe oh, that yeah. that was purposeful trolling of the Giants organization. I, that's how I took it. Did he say it was like a it was like a balance thing? 
I don't think I don't think he I don't think he said anything about it. Okay. But people people on Twitter, of course, you know the no fun police. They had to tell me like, no, he was actually just keeping his balance. And if he would have put his other foot down, he would have he would have lost his balance. No way. No, no I way. It, I took it one hundred percent as like, uh, you know, call an ambulance, not for me, moment. Call, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, call an ambulance, not for me. I I completely. I completely agree. <laughs> um, all right, we did we did my three. What is your three? Oh, my three is is gross. Uh, it's the Commanders. Uh, just gonna keep going back to dwell on this Texans team. Uh, every They're single... so bad. The Texans are so painful to watch, man. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, every single loss they have this year is by three or more points. This is a three everywhere. Uh, and the one thing that Houston does like moderately decent is running the football. And it's, uh, it's by far the best part of the Washington defense. I mean, they are, uh, they're lying a first down or touchdown on just 16% of running back carries that's second in the league behind the 49ers. Like they're, they're an awesome run D and it's the only thing that's even like remotely okay about the Texans offense. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to keep going back to the well, uh, the giants tried to make it interesting laying those points against them last week, but, uh, I'm going to lay a shorter number here with the, with the commanders, but this Heineken thing, like this is all a ruse. That is why this isn't on my list. Is that is that Taylor Heineke having a five sack, three interception game is coming at some point? It because it is it is a total yeah, ruse. Probably not against the Texans, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just philosophically, I'm opposed to supporting Taylor Heineke with uh, with my money. But yeah, I mean, honestly, probably they just what they're gonna run. 39 times in this game we're gonna get m- yeah. maybe maybe more than that just gonna it doesn't be... look like uh stingley's gonna play for the texans so like one adequate defender yeah off yeah the board. oh so just so brutal i mean it is and yeah i got i got no issue i got no issue with this one i mean the 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 washington commanders are sitting there telling themselves like hey we can make the playoffs buddy taylor heineke we're making i mean as of right now uh, they are, so the commanders are ahead of every NFC North team, except for the Vikings. They're ahead of every NFC South team and they are ahead. Uh, they're, they're tied with the 49ers. Uh, they're, they're one behind in the loss column. Like they're like, shit, baby, we can make a second wild card. No problem. And they play the 49ers. They still play the giants twice. There you go. So there you could, go. I mean, yeah. They're, they're, they're ready. Mean, they're ready to go. They are, they are telling themselves, Yep. Uh, they're they're telling themselves a story uh my <laughs> number three is uh let's see here i gotta find it oh my number three was the cardinal oh yeah okay that's why i was confused i only have so i only have two left uh so so there you go you can go again what's your number two? Oh, my two is the cowboys baby uh fire up the fire up the cowboys in this game uh i i i'm like this is like the game too, where like the public can't believe the Vikings are like short dogs. They're like they're eight and one. Like how they just beat the Bills. Uh, like how is this? And you're probably going to see a lot of. Uh, the, I bet maybe we even get to Sunday that the Cowboys are even dogs again, and you can you can reping this and you know the money line them. But the or I think Dallas has a couple you know distinct advantages in this, is in this game. Well, one, they're if you look at like DVOA, they're like two times better than the Vikings already. But just the the pressure, like if Christian Derrissaw doesn't play in this game too, like he's questionable, like it's going to be a huge loss to the Vikings. Cowboys number one in pressure rate uh, defensively. That's like Kirk Cousins, number one bugaboo. Uh, how about this? 
one of the, the greatest things about this season, and me and Pazuda have talked about this on our show, is that Kirk Cousins is literally having statistically the worst year he's ever had as a starter. That's so and, funny. And the Vikings are eight and one, but he went all these years where Kirk Cousins was actually playing like really well. And then and, like, and the was team dragged for like the team being mediocre. And like it's like inversely, it's like one of the, the fun storylines this year. But Kirk Cousins has been not good this year. He's got career lows uh, in yards for pass attempt, his lowest touchdown rate, his lowest completion rate as a starter. Uh, but under pressure, he's completing just 42.9% of his passes. Uh, his completion rate drops 31% where he's kept under pressure. We talked about Christian Derisaw might be out in this game. Really, they're going to have to lean on like this boomer bust running game with Dalvin Cook. Where, where Dalvin least. gets like, a he does the Saquon Barkley thing, gets like 11 carries in a row from one yard and then yep. busts off a 58-yarder. Yeah, he's, you look at like his success rate metrics and everything, like they're all bad, in the, but he's going to pop a big run. He's been doing it like every week. So I assume that'll happen here again. Uh, and then, you know, just off, uh, the offense defensive side too, I just think the Cowboys are going to really be able to move the ball. The Vikings are kind of like a bend, but don't break defense under Ed Donatel. They give a lot of yards. They give a lot of yards per play. They have a lot of passing yards per play. Uh, Dallas looks like they're getting right. They, I mean, they blew that game last week. What are you going to do? Uh, it, it happens, but. I still believe Dallas is just a lot better team. They have a, a better like individual matchups here across the board. Uh, and I know that the Vikings have been kind of like this team of, of magic this year, which is anti-Vikings, but uh, I'm definitely taking the Cowboys here. Uh, I mean, my only pushback on that is one, uh, I'm just like philosophically opposed to betting on, on the Cowboys uh, due to my, my long and sorted pass with them. Two, the Vikings just feel like that team. The the they can't keep getting away with this team, don't they? I mean, it's just like you know, you end up you they you know they just have all these miraculous things bounce their way. Every team against them just like does their stupidest thing in the season, and then you know, obviously, uh, the return of Zeke is going to make their offense worse. Like you, you just you hate to see that. Uh, but I got I got no issue with this one. I'm not so anti-Vikings as like they're like like what some people are like they're they're so rakes. I do think that Kevin O'Connell is doing some good things. Like I think they, they're doing smart things. Yeah. They've just run hot. Like, you know, that's really all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay. My number two is the let's see, I gotta pull up. I gotta oh, it's the Detroit Lions plus three against the New York football giants. I, you honestly, told me yesterday you were gonna take this one. Yeah, same, same philosophy. Uh, honestly, as your Viking selection, which is that their record, uh, they are they are out above their skis. Uh, it's not as if it's not as if the Giants have found some recipe for success to to turn them into a great team on offense. They're they're pretty average in yards per play. Actually, no, I, I take that back. They are way worse than average uh, in yards per play. They are a worse yards per play offense than the Houston Texans and the New York Jets. Like they are. Uh, diabolical uh, as as a specifically as a passing offense they have a 5.4 net adjusted yards per attempt so that's the YPA that adjusts for sacks they are the same as the Los Angeles Rams in net adjusted yards per attempt and unlike the Chicago Bears and, and some of these other teams that are able to generate good results they they're not that great running the ball either which, which seems to be a problem. Like you'd think like, oh, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, they got to be a really good running team. They're like middle of the road, which comes back to the Barkley problem that he's just such a home run hitter. So it leads to a lot of three and outs when you're second and 12 and then you hand the ball off to him and then it's third and 14. And then you're like, all right, Daniel Jones, uh, bail us out. Um, so it, it's not, it's not great there. Um, and 
I, I mean, I, I don't want to be too positive on the Lions or anything. They're fine. That, that's really all I got. DJ Shark is back at practice. I don't think he's going to play in this game. I, also, they are going to get Josh Reynolds back this week. He is a lot better than Khalif Raymond. But obviously, this pick is not about the Lions. It's just about saying that the Jets are getting to, or not the Jets, that the um, that the Giants are getting too much respect. Uh, yes, yeah, I bet the Giants last week, and uh, it wasn't fun watching. It wasn't a fun experience watching it, but, you know, they keep covering. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's, yeah. They're another one of these teams just like, yeah, you want to keep shortening like the Vikings. I mean, yeah, that. but the the Giants are the same thing as the Vikings. They're the – they're the they can't keep getting away with this team, yep. and then they do, in fact, keep getting away with it. <laughs> I, I don't mind. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, if you told me, like, you know, it's 4 p.m. Eastern on Sunday that the Lions beat the Giants, I wouldn't even blink. Yeah. Uh, all right. We what's both have uh, the same number one? I think this might be the first time in eleven weeks we have the same number one, which is pretty rare. For, we used to always be in lockstep, and I think well, it was back. Really- it was back when the Ravens and the Chiefs used to be cover machines. But I mean, I think that I think the fact that we very rarely had the same number one is very indicative of just the random ass results that the season. It's just hard to be that confident in any result. I guarantee you, we have the same one though, right now. The New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean. How the fuck? How the fuck would the Patriots not three points, dude? The insane, insane touchdown favorites minimum, minimum. Ooh, they've won thirteen straight games against the Jets with Zach Wilson there. I mean, we everyone's dropped like the Zach Wilson like on and off pressure stuff, and he has ninety-one career dropbacks against the Patriots the past two years. He has completed 45 of 84 of those passes, uh, two touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's been sacked seven times. Under pressure against the Patriots, he's been under pressure 45% of his dropbacks. Think about that. One of every two dropbacks, the Patriots have pressured him. He's 10 of 34 under pressure, one touchdown, four interceptions. Uh, And he's thrown like some of the most heinous interceptions I've ever seen a quarterback throw against the Patriots, like both years. Like these aren't like real interceptions that you see. It's like, Someone playing mad and are like, you know what? I'm just hitting this button anyways. I don't want to throw it away and I don't want to take a sack. Uh, like the one he threw earlier this year, where like he it's a clear throwaway situation and like he just throws it in play still. Like there were that was the one if you ever saw the, the all 22 where Garrett Wilson's like jumping up and down, like you can't believe it's happening. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, man, it's just one of these things. Uh it should be it should be a lot larger. You're at home, you've got the Patriots coming off of a bye. Both teams are off the of bye, so it's not a huge advantage. You got Patriots under Belichick off a of bye. I mean, this is the kind of like a slay the dragon moment for the Jets, I guess, because they've lost so many games in a row and they beat the Bills a couple weeks ago. So like, you know, everyone's looking at it upset. And they beat the Dolphins too already this year. Obviously, two didn't play in that game, but they're looking at it like, oh, we could beat every team in division this week. So I, I don't know. It's not happening now. Mac Jones sucks though, man. This dude. I don't want I don't like betting on him, but it's no, it's, that's that's <laughs> the thing is you, it's not it's not like we're like, oh yeah, you know, the the ground and pound game with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. It's like no, it's like the Patriots are gonna stink in this game too. And we'll probably escape by this one by the hair of our chinny chin chins. But you know, yeah, this it, is like a two touchdown game uh for both teams. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, I guess we got to hope that the, the Jets miss some field goals. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't imagine. And, and I mean, look, I, you know, I'm sure the line is right. I'm sure the, the books have decided that this is the right way to do it, but no, no chance, no chance. Am I, no chance. Am I doing this? It's, it's, uh, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. The first uh, time these teams played uh, 
uh, a few weeks ago. I mean, the Jets were in kind of control of that game. There was they had a pick six right before the first half, and there was I think a roughing the passer that negated it. Uh, and then after that, like they just never did anything the rest of the entire game. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's a joke, man. Like uh, I just I, I I choose to feel the same way about the Jets that I do about the Giants, which is that it's all smoke and mirrors and it's all being done on the back of just like a, specifically in the case of the Giants, just a lot of unsustainable good luck uh, in in games like things that have never happened before in in the NFL happening. At least for them. with Daniel Jones, like we can keep pointing to like we 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 know I mean, the Giants are going to make a decision this year. I honestly, they have to give him like a short-term contract, kind of maybe like what Jameis got with the Saints because they did too well this year to get another quarterback. But uh, at least we can say with Daniel Jones, like what Dayball is doing is like the countermeasure, just like the lack of good players they've had for the fall to. Uh, this stuff like where the Jets are like outright, like trying to mask that they don't want Zach Wilson to like sink or swim because maybe they already know the outcome of what will happen. Uh, is actually probably hurting their franchise more than like a lot of people believe it's helping them record wise. I mean, this dude, like he's not throwing at all on first downs. Uh, they're, he, they're really only make letting Zach Wilson throw in obvious passing situations, which is making his, his shortcomings worse, right? Like a lot of coaches do this. They think like, oh, we're protecting our quarterback, right? But then he's always throwing in long down and distances, obvious passing situations, which is why I believe you see like a lot of his pressure stuff, right? Like it's probably directly correlated to Hey, we know that they're throwing the football here. Like, you know, we can bring extra pressure and, you know, so I, I mean, the jets, the fact that they don't want to kind of just like let him drown if, if it's even going to happen to figure out exactly what they have. And they're just trying to nudge this thing along and try to eke out these wins and then eventually have to try to like throw themselves out of a, a game that isn't going to happen. Um, I don't think it's the right track to take, but this is the, the path to least resistance that coaches often take. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and for like a develop, like, I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head, like developmentally, like as an organization, this is bad for the jets because they're, they're totally stuck in no man's land now. Like, okay, you got it. You got a better roster than you thought you got Garrett Wilson. I guess he sent Elijah, uh, Eli Moore to Cy Serbia or Siberia, but like, <laughs> what, what's the plan? What's the plan at quarterback? You're going to draft Anthony Richardson and try and develop him in the back half of the first round, or are you just going to be stuck on the quarterback treadmill waiting for the guy who can actually change the direction of your team or yeah, i don't know you can't just you can't just and it, you because you can't have your quarterback operate the way they're having zach wilson operate now like that can't be the plan to come into 2023 like say that let's say that like just assume they get a wild card let's say they, they backdoor into a wild card right and it kind of like gets exposed like mac jones in the playoffs last year right like, you know, you, you end up getting curb stomped in the playoffs. You're out of there and you're, you're coming back with this quarterback because he's on a rookie contract. It's only his third year. You made the playoffs with him. So you got to bring him back. Right. And, but like, you can't have your offense operate in this capacity where you're hiding your quarterback. You're like, you can't do that. That's not how you win long-term and sustain winning in the NFL. And this is what always comes back to get the 49ers, right? Like this is what has come back every time with Garoppolo because they do the same stuff over and over, right? They, they, they hide Garoppolo until he has to go out and, and like win them a game. And then what happens? We do the whole cycle over again. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, you're right. Zach Wilson is just the new Daniel Jones that got, does, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever. Like, you know, he's just the new, and he's not even, I mean, no one is making the argument that Zach Wilson is good enough. No one really knows how. Well, I mean, maybe our buddy Selfie, you know, is making the argument that Zach Wilson is good enough, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's a joke. It's, and um, I don't know. I, I, I don't really 
have a sense for what uh, what their plan is. D- what do you got for DFS this weekend? What what's I mean? Are you are we jamming Bills guys now? I, I Antonio Ooh, yeah. Gibbs Antonio Gibson, my favorite running back play. I think Robinson's going to end up chalk. I think Gibson, uh, I mean, you just talked about why the commanders are going to win that game. think he can get to 2025 and uh, Devonta Smith. I, I just think Devonta, like Dallas Goddard's out. AJ Brown's got this ankle injury. Not, pra- I mean, he's getting rested at practice. I think Devonta Smith goes nuts. Devonta Smith cheaper than Allen Robinson on both sites. Uh, <laughs> very, very fun. You know, when I first like saw the Cooper Cup stuff, like I wrote up the game and I was like, well, I was like, man, what is Allen Robinson and Divas? Because obviously I haven't looked at his pricing in eight weeks because it hasn't mattered. Uh, and I was like blown away that he's actually like priced up pretty well on both sides. I was like, I was like, wow, there's a, we, had, we had conviction going on Allen Robinson here. I assumed he was going to be like maybe 5K on DraftKings and like 5,800 maybe or something on, on FanDuel. Nope. It's like 66 on FanDuel and uh I what is he on DK? Is he, is he six? Is he six flat? Allen Robinson or, or Devonta Smith? Allen Robinson, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he I think he is six K flat. I can pull I can pull it up real quick. Unbelievable I though, but uh I love the matchup for Devontae Smith too because of the Colts, you know, they play zone coverage at one of the highest rates lead. They play cover three, our guy Gus Bradley. Uh Devontae Smith leads the team in target rate. Uh, against zone and leads the team in target rate against cover three defenses. So I like that call too. And plus we're probably going to be able to play, play Hertz because everyone's going to play fields. That's yeah. Hertz Hertz is my guy. Hertz will be my most owned quarterback. I mean, right now I see him for less projected ownership than, uh, than our guy, uh, Justin Fields. I mean, Fields has got to be still on DraftKings projected for the highest, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no Mahomes uh we'll probably see josh allen get a bump but he's so expensive you know both sites had bumped up josh allen enough to where at least there was like a decision point to be made like do i want to save this extra you know 1500 bucks somewhere else uh but yeah i i think that he'll be the most popular guy in DraftKings still so yeah i think i'll be playing a lot of allen and hurts this week for sure uh on the main slate i'm trying to figure out which bad receivers i want to play who are what bad receivers are you playing this week uh kendall hinton is is on is on my list for bad receivers although he has so, well so judy hasn't practiced but no. hinton hinton also has not practiced so that's no. throwing uh that's throwing a, a pretty decent size wrinkle devin duvernay is on my bad wide receiver list but he's not even that cheap he is uh he's five thousand. i would have played skoronic but they bumped him up to 4500 no chance. No chance. Zero percent. Yeah, you can uh, play him at like chronic. thirty-five, or like thirty, like like three to thirty-five. Like you can probably like just you know because whatever. Get me some catches. Get me ten points. Like yeah. really it. Because that's what Hinton is. I think Hinton's three-six. Uh, you got Paris Campbell on DraftKings at forty-three. Uh, he'll he's gonna be chalk, right? Cash game chalk. Uh, if if he plays, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he will be obviously with uh, the full PPR and then what the short passing game that they've had under Matt Ryan. Nico Collins at 4,100. Uh, he's cheap on FanDuel too. And I think he's more of a FanDuel play because we're really just hoping you catch the TUD. Uh, yeah. And, and FanDuel doesn't have as cheap as guys this week as DraftKings. And it's because of the full PPR, you know, like full PPR, you can bleed some shit out, you know. Uh, FanDuel, you definitely always you want to have some guy in that range that like you can at least talk yourself into potentially scoring a touchdown. And like Nico's that guy. You're like, oh yeah, Nico's Nico's gonna catch Tud. 
Yeah. Um, but we're going to see some bad wide receivers play this week. Nico, Nico's on my list. The guy I'm hoping for the most, Isaiah McKenzie is questionable, and Jake Kumaro just went back on the IR. I, I'd be 100% Khalil Shakir if McKenzie doesn't play. He was really good in his audition earlier oh, yeah. in the year. They're in the Dome. He And, and I mean, he will be mad chalk. I'm, I'm certainly not going to be the only one playing him. But, if uh, McKenzie's out, yeah. Yeah, if McKenzie's out, yeah. Because we I, did I'll it be... already once this year, and he, he hit. Yeah, he was good. Uh, all right, man. Tell the people about the free week over at uh, Sharp Football. Yeah, free week at Sharp Football. Everything's open. All the worksheets, all that, uh, all those nuggets uh, are unlocked for anyone to read. Uh, all the DFS content is out there. Uh, Warren's picks are are out there. All the stuff is just open this week. Everything is out there. Yeah, hit it up. There we go. Sharp Football. Uh, everyone, I'll be back with the Gilcast on Sunday night, Rich and I'll be back. Uh, maybe we'll be back next week or not. We got to, we got to drill that down. Oh, yeah. uh, the Thanksgiving stuff. I, I don't know exactly what the schedule is going to be. I'll keep all of you guys updated and uh, see y'all next week. BP added more than $70 billion to the U S economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.